Well, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. And good morning to all of you. May the hand of God's favor rest upon you, and may the God of heaven show you a token of his goodness in the land of the living. I want to take this opportunity to bless all of you great and wonderful people who are tuning in to our Word of Life broadcast this morning. And I want to say thank you again for the many words of encouragement you do send to us to let us know how much this broadcast has been of a blessing to you. But before I go into scripture to share a word or two with you from God's word, may I please crave your indulgence to join me in a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for another opportunity to share your word with this great and wonderful people who have tuned into this broadcast. Grant unto us, O God, divine understanding in the knowledge of your will. Grant us the grace to be doers of your word today and help us to be great fathers and help us to be great supporters of our fathers. Lord, thank you for grace in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Oh, I said amen. I've been reflecting since dawn about what to share with you. And this great man of God who lived his life championing fatherhood and championing leadership through fathers made a profound statement. And let me start my teaching this morning by quoting this great man of God. His name is Ed Cole. He made a profound statement. He said, to be born a male is a matter of birth, but to be a man is a matter of choice. To be born a male is a matter of birth, but to be a man is a matter of choice. And I look at the second phrase advisedly because today people try to be men when they are not created men. But to be born a male is a matter of birth, to be a man is a matter of choice. And let me add one more sentence to that by saying, and to be a father is a matter of responsibility. So to be born a male is a matter of birth, to be a man is a matter of choice, and to be a father is a matter of responsibility. Amen. If you look at the whole creation mechanism of God, God first created a man. Then he formed a woman out of the man. Then out of the man and the woman, they were given responsibilities to produce, to multiply, and to bring forth offsprings after their kind. So right from creation, God pulled the man at the place of leadership and at the place of responsibility. Because when God was giving all those assignments to man, in the Garden of Eden, the woman had not yet been formed or yet been created. So God put responsibility at the doorsteps of the man. And anytime men refuse to fulfill their responsibilities or to function the way God wants them to function, we end up having a chaotic society, we end up having a troubling family, and we end up having a nation that has been turned upside down. God has a divine order. Read your Bible. Men always occupy headship and leadership. And let me make this statement in my own quote. Leadership is not lordship. 
it is a life of responsibility. Leadership is not lordship. It is a life of responsibility. For the father, we say the men are the head of the nucleus family does not mean they should exercise lordship, they should bring leadership to the family. And great leaders are men of great influence. And they bring about that influence through their example. Great leaders are great men of influence. And they exhibit that influence by their example. They are not in the lake of those who say, do what I tell you to do, but don't follow my example. Great leaders live by example. And the minute you live by example, you infuse trust to your followers and it becomes very easy for you to influence them. So the first thing every leader, and for this morning, every father must exhibit is that a father must be a true leader. And do not just be a leader by words, be a leader by deeds. Don't just talk the talk, do the do. Be a doer of what you say. Amen. One of the greatest challenges of this century is trying to bring to the fore that balance equation by saying that, well, men and women are equal. Yes, men and women are equal because blood runs through all of us. But we are not the same in the area of our functionality and in the area of our responsibility, what God has entrusted into our hands. Anytime you read about a father, one word that goes with it is the word honor. Anytime God talks about father, you hear the word honor. In the book of Exodus, when he was talking about fatherhood, he added mother, honor thy father, honor thy father and thy mother. He said, then it shall be well with you. You come to the book of Malachi. That great prophet made a profound statement. And I want to read that this morning. For the sake of teaching, you have your Bibles. You go to Malachi chapter 1 and let me read at verse number 6. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 1 and look at verse number 6. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If I then be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Let me read again. A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If I then be your father, where is my honor? And this is a prophet Malachi speaking about fatherhood. And he said that anytime you mention the word father, the first thing that comes to the fore is honor, learning how to honor your father. And when you go to the end of Malachi chapter 1, uh, Malachi, the book of Malachi chapter 4, the concluding statement, he said that then the heart of the fathers will be turned to their children or their son, and the heart of the sons or children will be turned to their father, so that I will not bring a curse upon the land. Anytime fathers are not honored, and fathers are not respected, and fathers are not treated the way they are supposed to be treated, 
you create a room for the devil to bring curse upon that union. Amen. And it is something we need to understand and we need to look at as Christians and as human beings for that matter. You come to the book of Matthew's gospel. And since time is not my best friend, I'm not belong. You come to the book of Matthew's gospel. In Matthew chapter 6, the disciples of Jesus asked him a very profound question. He said, Master, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, after this manner shall you pray. Say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Honor and reverence must be given to the name of the Father. Hallowed be thy name. The question is that why should fathers or why must fathers be honest? And why must fathers be celebrated? Number one, fathers must be honored and fathers must be celebrated because they are the source of life. Amen. They are the source of life. They carry your genes. They are the source of life. Fathers are givers of life. Amen. Fathers must give life to their family. They must give life to their children. They must give life to their community. They must give life wherever they are. Fathers must be givers of life. Givers of life. Hallelujah. Fathers must sit in the realms of responsibility. Fathers must be great leaders, not mighty lords. Because we have only one Lord, and he's the Lord of all. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and our Father who art in heaven. We have only one Lord. But fathers must be great leaders, not mighty lords in the family. And I want to uh, explain to you some few areas where we have to exhibit leadership, again, looking at the Lord's Prayer as my key reverence, areas where we need to exhibit leadership. Jesus says, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. He made all those profound statements about the Father. The Father must be honored, his will must be done, his kingdom must come, talking about our Father who art in heaven. But when you go down there, he brought in what I call the responsibilities of the Father. Number one, he said, the Father must give us this day our daily bread. The Father must be a provider. The Father must be a provider. It is the responsibility of the Father to provide for the family. And it is the duty of the mother to support the father in fulfilling that assignment. Can I say that again? It is the responsibility of the father to provide for the family. And it is the duty of the mother to support the father to fulfill that assignment. Let me say it again. It is the responsibility of the father to provide for the family but it is the duty of the mother to support the father in carrying out that responsibility. That is why the mother is called the head meet, qualified to execute that assignment. You have to provide for the needs of your family. And I know when I mentioned that the first thing that ran through your mind is bread and butter, that is okay. But the first thing the father must provide for the family 
is what I call spiritual leadership. Every father must bring spiritual leadership to the family. The spiritual well-being of your family must be the responsibility of the father. You must be the priest of that nucleus church. You must be the, the, the preacher of that nucleus family made up of you, your wife, your children, or those in your household. The Bible speaks of Abraham, how he kept his household in the ways of the Lord and in the fear of the Lord. That must be the responsibility of the father, the spiritual development of your family. And let me pause here to say, it is important to train the head of your children, but it is better to train their heads and their hearts. If you spend money just training the head of your child to become very intelligent, and you don't train his heart to develop excellent character, you'll end up becoming an intelligent criminal. It is your duty to help educate your children for them to become intelligent, but it is your responsibility as a father to make sure that you give them spiritual leadership so great character is formed in the life of your children. Somebody might say, how do you do that? You do that by example. I told you leadership is not lordship. It is a life of example. Children follow what you do more than what you say. They develop character by observation, by watching you, what you do, what you say, how you conduct yourself, the way you go about things. You must have that at the back of your mind. You must give your family their daily bread of spiritual nourishment. Grant them that spiritual nourishment. Don't be too busy as a father not to have time for the spiritual upbringing of your children which will accumulate into them forming great and excellent character. That is the reason why you must be honored. That is the reason why you must be hallowed because you bring spiritual nourishment to your family. Number two, you must also put daily bread, bread on their table. You must learn to take care of their physical needs. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility of, as a father to make sure that food is on the table of your children, but it is the duty of the mother to stand by the father to accomplish that assignment. I always say in my church here, anytime I'm dedicating a child, that if you have to do two jobs as a father to take care of your family, do it because your child did not ask you permission before coming. You decided, the two of you decided to bring them into this world and it is your responsibility to take care of them. When Paul was talking about leadership in the church, referring to an apostle, he said he must be somebody who takes very good care of his family and keeps his children under subjection. Take care of spiritual need. Take care of physical need. You must also learn how to bring emotional leadership to your children as a father. You bring emotional leadership to your children. Amen. Don't train them to become so emotional 
to a sense that they don't become rational. Bring that good balance between being emotional and being rational. You must bring them that fair balance. You know, if you like study and read about it, any single parental home, single, single family home like they call it, I don't know what I'm using the right word, but single home where you have only a mother leading that family, most often than not, the children become very emotional. I mean, because women by nature are emotional. And it's, 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 there's nothing wrong with being emotional. What is wrong is what you use your emotions in doing. How do I know? Bible said I'd be angry, but say not. So you can have emotional exhibit, but make sure your emotions are directed in the right direction for the benefit and for the blessing of your family. Amen. Bring them that emotional balance. Let them know how to reason things out. Let them know that they don't have to fight over everything in the house. Teach them the skills of negotiation, how to give in sometimes in order for them to get the best out of the others. You must exhibit that responsibility, spiritual responsibility, physical responsibility. Bring them emotional responsibility. Learn them how, teach them how to exhibit emotional intelligence in the way they go about things. Number four, Bible says that a leader is not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A father must learn how to bring protection to his family, bring protection to his family, guide them in such a way that they will not be trapped by evil. And the kind of society in which we live today, where right is wrong and wrong is right, you need to keep an eagle eye on your children. You should be able to know what they are watching on the television, what they are watching when they take your mobile phone, what happens to them when they go to school, who their friends are, what they do, because it is your responsibility to deliver them from evil. It is your responsibility to deliver them from evil. Amen. Don't leave that responsibility to the mothers alone. Okay, mother will do it. And my duty is just to go uh, to work and work so hard and come home and put food on the table. No, get involved. Put food on the table, but also be an instrument that God will use to deliver your children from evil. You might set boundaries in your house. You must have godly rules and regulations that do work in the house. You must treat your children to know that no is not bad. So there are certain things you can say no to and be firm and say, according to the godly rules in this house, this is a no-no area and this is a yes-yes area. This must not be done in this house and that must be done in this house. You must learn how to deliver your children from evil. Lead them not into temptation by allowing them to do whatever they want to do. Don't be so permissive in the house. No bringing rules and regulations and then deliver them from evil. When you learn to do these things, then they will say that your kingdom come. Hallelujah. Then the whole family will say, your kingdom come. For thine is the glory forever and ever. Then your whole family will say, that is a good father. When they grow up to become great children because of your leadership, 
because of your responsibility, and they begin to exhibit great character and great influence as children, they will bring glory to you as a father. People will begin to celebrate you. You become a point of reference. When they go out, they will say, whose son is this? And whose daughter is this? That is when the glory will come to you, and that is when your kingdom will come. Hallelujah. If you do that, uh, it will not just last for a minute, but it will last forever and ever. Because if you train your children right, they will train your grandchildren right, and the good name will be better celebrated more than all the riches in the world. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You must be a man of honor. Let me come to children and quickly close this session. One of the things every child must learn to do is that you must learn to honor your fathers. You must learn to honor them. Mothers train your children to honor their fathers. Fathers train your children to respect their mothers. Train them to honor their fathers. It's very, very important. I was sharing a thought with one of my spiritual friends. He was saying that, Papa, uh, uh, tell me something. Uh, uh, I want to share something on Father's Day. And I said, look at what Malachi said. If I be a father, where is my honor? Don't call me a father if you are not ready to honor me. Can I say that again? Don't call me a father if you are not ready to honor me. And you show your honor when you can listen to me. Amen. Don't call me a father. Nowadays, I've become a jargon in town. Everybody is a, is a father. You see somebody born yesterday and he's calling himself a papa today. So we have so many spiritual fathers. Children have become fathers, teenage fathers in the kingdom of God. Don't call me a father if you are not prepared to honor me. Don't call me a father if you are not ready to listen to me. Don't call me a father if you cannot respect me. Don't call me that. Because anytime you call father, there must be honor that follows it. Abraham became blessed because he honored Melchizedek. Isaac became blessed because he was prepared to sacrifice his life based on his father's instruction. Jacob became blessed because he fed his father. You must learn to do that. Bless your father not because he needs what you are giving to him. Bless him because it is a way of attracting divine blessings from him. Bless him. Bless him. So sorry, my father has gone to be with the Lord. Ah, so sad. But, but if your father is alive, call him today. Bless him. Send him mobile money. Buy him some provision. Go and visit him. Go and find out where he is. Show something to him. Bless him. It is a way of you attracting fatherly blessing. And Paul put it beautifully. Honor thy father and thy mother that it shall be well with thee for this is the first commandment with a promise. Honor them. Fathers are designed to be honored and we will honor fathers because of the responsibility that God has placed on the shoulders of your father. Go and honor them. And may every blessing that belongs to a son, because you honor your father, and the blessing that belongs to a daughter, because you honor your father, 
may that blessing be your portion. And if for any reason you are bringing a certain curse upon your life because you did not honor your father, may I stand in that mosaic anointing to overturn that curse. You know that Jacob cursed Reuben because he did not honor him. Jacob cursed Reuben, he did not honor him. And said, Reuben, you are my firstborn. You, you are supposed to be mighty. You are supposed to be great. But because you did not honor your father, Reuben, you will not excel. It has to take Moses to say that on grants of mercy, God overturned this curse. I pray for you today, wherever you are, in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, that if there be any curse upon your life because you did not honor your father, you did not honor him, may that curse be broken in the authority of the name of Jesus. And may God release you unto unprecedented blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of the living God, I pray for fathers today who are not fulfilling their responsibilities, that may God grant you the grace to do what you have to do. As a father, in the name of Jesus, may God grant you that grace to do him. May God grant you that blessing to do him. May God open the door for you to do him, to function as a spiritual father, to function as somebody who brings food to the table, to function as somebody who brings emotional leadership to the family, to function as somebody who delivers your children from evil by your example and by your leadership. May God grant you that grace today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release a fatherly blessing over this congregation. In the mighty name of Jesus, let every limitation be broken in the authority of the name of Jesus. And may God release you into unprecedented blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I bless you today with the Father's blessing. May God cause his countenance to shine upon you. May he show you a token of his goodness in the land of the living. I call you blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I have a little precious book I want to give to you as a gift to say thank you for accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. The title is Born Again. I wrote it. I will send it to you free of charge. Just call 0208-525-001. I will send it to you free of charge. That would be yours for the taking. I just send it to you. Read it. It will give you a better understanding of what it means to be born again. Just call 0208-525-001. I will send it to you free of charge. You say, Reverend, I need you to pray for me. I need you to stand with me in prayer over an issue in my life. You can call me 0208 525001. We have a team of prayer warriors who will stand with you in prayer, stand in the gap with you, and believe God for that miracle that you need in your life. So call me 0208 I want to listen and hear that testimony. Just call me and let me know what God is doing. Send me a WhatsApp message, send me a comment, and let me know what God is doing in your life after this sermon because I can see miracles knocking at the door of your heart and your life and your destiny will never be the same. May the hand of God's grace rest upon you in the name of God the Father. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Richard.